0: Into your life from this Now, without further ado Let's get into this podcast And enjoy Hi, and welcome to the Positivity Podcast On this episode, I'm reunited with my good friend, Sallyha. In this episode, we talk about spirituality, energy, mindset, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. How to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it got it got it possibility 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 tune in hi Sally, Nice to have you back on the podcast again
1: yes adam it's wonderful being here once again uh, as usual i think we're going to have a fantastic podcast here today um lovely being back yeah
0: yeah no it's good to have you back and we were saying that we're going to talk around different topics we're going to talk about um like self self self-worth like self growth Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. yes yes it's it's a topic that um that's a bit close to heart uh i would say uh it's it's also something that i'm exploring these days uh, and I, um, I do envision to, that I will be um, sharing this with others so that they can also uh, benefit from the knowledge that I gather. Um, and I think it's something that um, we all need to look into. Um, self-worth, based on what it is is, is, is connected with self-esteem, uh, the ability to stand up for yourself, know who you are, that um, in just a basic scenario, what you could say, what it is is that when people don't know how to show up for themselves or stand up for themselves or clearly define what they really want, um, what happens is that they are faced by situations in lives, in their lives where something happens and then they just don't know what their words are, what they need to say in order for that thing to stop or change or basically not knowing how to express themselves, right? Mm. So in that, there's a whole thing that's happening that's based around the core idea of self-worth. And the lack of self-worth can cause you not to to step up or take the right uh, actions at the right time, at the right place for things to work in your favor. Um, Because what we are told is that when you do Stand up for yourself and don't compromise and don't you know bend yourself down for the other person or uh, try to you know be someone lesser than who you are. Then what we are told by society is that you are the better person. But does becoming the better person also mean that you don't stand up for yourself, don't know who you are, and then in a way in a way you make yourself uh, incapable of knowing what it is to be who you are right so uh, it's it's a very deep deep topic
0: yeah no it definitely is deep and I think it kind of I think it is something that we will all kind of you know go through and experience um, to some extent I think Mm -hmm. I I can definitely relate to it in terms of when I worked for certain people like certain jobs Mm -hmm. I I would kind of put myself aside on the shelf, and then just work and work and work because I was so bothered about what they, what the boss would think, or how me leaving would impact that place. So I didn't, I didn't leave when I probably should have left, and mm-hmm. then I stayed and then was unhappy. And then, mm-hmm. you know, to some extent, within that, you kind of have to have that self worth to. Think about it, how you feel and what your kind of needs are what's right for you rather than pleasing a corporation or somebody else, you know? Do you know what I mean? That kind of is how I kind of relate to it, you know? Because I I, Mm. I remember I had a meeting with somebody and he was like, look, if you're not happy, then you know you need to do what's best for you. Whereas with self-worth, it it interlinks in so many areas.
1: Mm. Definitely, definitely. And as you were saying, where you were working, it's a space where you're surrounded by people. And so a big part of self-worth is to do with surrounding yourself with the right people. So um, people like us or anybody else, I'm not saying it's just a certain kind of people, it's anyone who's struggling with self-worth, I think we all do at some level, Um, find it really hard to uh, hold themselves um, in their position, when it comes to other people's words or what they have to say to them, basically, basically, a person can, um, you know, be affected by somebody's criticism or the the inside monologue, the self-criticism. So it's the outer world where you surround yourself with the right people or the wrong people, and then it's the inner world, which is more crippling, crippling because it comes in the most darkest of times when you're already surround, surrounded by sadness or guilt or other kind of ill feelings that come to a human person when they are feeling lonely and sad. And, and, and on top of that, that that crippling feeling of self-criticism is worse because maybe the situation is not as worse, but it's our thoughts that can do that to us. So It's surrounding yourself with the right people and then also working at your self-criticism, that little person inside
0: who's hard on you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I think like um it's that inner voice, isn't it? And really channeling into that and getting to know that part of you, you know, that deeper part of you. Because then Mm -hmm. that deeper part of you, like you said, within, is you know, ultimately reflected externally, isn't it? So Mm -hmm. if somebody is critical about themselves, you know, quite a lot then mm. they might mm. not be doing the things that they should be doing um, mm. you know, and that's reflected mm. in how they mm. how they, you know, their body language their tonality, their voice, the things mm. that they engage in um, mm. but if you're with the round if you're around, like you said, the right people
1: mm. who ultimately
0: are have their kind of self-worth kind of in check mm. it will mm. ultimately kind of make you kind of think about your self-worth and how you're behaving and what you're doing Mm. do you know what I mean like so then you can kind of leverage yourself
1: Mm. 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 definitely and um if if people can be nice to others I mean most most people that I know I mean they're very giving and they're very loving and very caring towards others but very seldom do you find that people really do the same for themselves uh, I can find so many people out there who say that they have been giving all their lives or like, you know, just giving love or affection and support to their friends and family. But very few people tend to do the same for themselves. So the question would be, imagine if you could do the same you do for others for yourself. Like if you can, if, if you can be someone else's best friend, can you try try to do that for yourself if you are feeling this this feeling of, uh, you know, this uh, low self-worth, just, yeah. just trying that same thing. So I think um, it's not that people are not capable of understanding that they are worthy. It's just flipping the script. And it's just about understanding yourself like a mirror in front of you and saying uh, to yourself, what can I do for you? So it's again, coming back to this idea of self-worth connected with self-love.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely agree, and I think like it's definitely that mirroring, isn't it? And by, you know, getting to know yourself and who you are, and you know, kind of like you said, like self-love as well, Mm. getting to know who you are, self-love, you know, you, the relationship that you have with yourself is how you, like you said, how you mirror other people, Mm. and by getting to know yourself, you're then going to have a good kind of relationship with other people, you know, Mm. because. It's Mm. like, if you're not happy in yourself, how Mm. can you expect to have a solid relationship with other people or someone else if you're Mm. not okay? Mm.
1: Mm. The first person you need to be uh, acknowledging or saying yes or no to is yourself. Um, Mm. So if you find people in your life who are not adjusting to you, or you find people in your life where, oh, this person's being mean to me or uh, makes me unhappy, Well, the first question would be like, what is within me that makes me feel so self, like less self-worth, worthy,
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: would say, I mean, in terms of my self-worth, what is my lack of self-esteem that is making me feel that what they are saying is actually affecting me? For if a person actually believes that they are pure and good and nice and not a bad person and somebody comes and tells you, you are a bad person and points at you. Uh, you know, people who are like narcissists and people like that. Why should a person who is a good person and in, in their heart feel like they are bad too when if their self-worth says to them, uh, their self-esteem or their idea of who they are tells them that they are fine, then that should not affect you. Not like, I'm not saying that it's like purely completely possible that somebody comes and screams at you and it's not going to affect you, but... The constant practice of reminding yourself that you are who you are, the way you are, and you're loved, you're worthy, and you're beautiful, or whatever affirmation you want to affirmations you want to give to yourself, what that does to you is programs you and gets you ready for anything that has happened, is happening, or is going to happen, that's gonna be really so for you, where you won't know what to do, but at least the programming will help you survive. Because what's happening now is that when people don't have self worth, they go into like this—you know—the the survival modes, as you know, the flight and fight mode. And what I r- uh, recognize more, and that I have experienced more, is like where you um, tend to go to places where you think you need to find a substitute of what you are missing in others. Mm. So if a certain person is not uh, becoming who you think they should be, then you try to find the same thing. And uh, so if you are craving somebody's attention and they're not behaving like that, you can't go craving that from other people. You Mm. have to go as your whole self and then try to find that thing that you're looking for, whether it's a human thing, destination, Mm. goal. It has to come from a wholesome place. It cannot be, this clingy wanting if I don't have it that kind of thing so it all boils down this Mm. idea of self-worth all boils down to this befriending yourself and everything yeah
0: yeah no I, I completely completely agree with you and I think like with that that's probably why a lot of people engage in certain activities or do certain things or drink certain things not Tea, obviously, mm-hmm. but I mean, like alcohol, you know, engaging, you know, things in excess because they're, they might not have it in other areas, so they're seeking it, you know what I mean, in other, in other areas of life, which are probably detrimental mm-hmm. to their health over time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's definitely something that's important. People need to kind of be in li- aligned with, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think what you said earlier, you know, people who are narcissistic or people who haven't kind of got that kind of self-worth in check, mm. you know, um, can sometimes project, is it project? Project how they feel about themselves onto the other person. Yeah. And say, no, th- this is you. And it's like, well, no, this, mm. you know, I recognize that. It's not me, it's you. And mm. I've had that sometimes in the past. And I've mm. recognized it. And I've said, you know, that, no, it's not me. This is how you feel about, you know, yourself. Mm and that, you know, that that, not to be like negative but that's kind of how it is some people do that mm. and that mm. kind of like comes into self-worth doesn't it because those mm. sometimes people who don't have that self-worth or level the same level want to push mm. down other people who do have mm. self-worth because it makes them feel bad about themselves
1: mm. Mm. definitely Um, there's a quote that I've got with me if you um, don't mind me sharing it. No, no, of course. I really found it interesting. So um, this is by uh, a person called uh, uh, Jean Shinoda Bolin. And what she says is that when you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. So many times what it's saying is when you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings joy. So that's like many people do know where to go to find that solace. Then they have a little bit of a mechanism or upbringing or exposure, experience, what they have read, know. They know what is that little thing that can make them happy so for some people it can be the spiritual inclination some people it can be just being happy traveling whatever it is people generally if they go deep inside they know where the happy spot is and Mm. what the thing is what doesn't happen is as this quote goes it says care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life Mm. It's, it's that taking that step it's taking that leap about caring enough so many people don't take action straight away, which is very understandable because if, if you've been through something big, which is you've had a very big shock where your self-worth was really low and then you have to come up to this level, you can't just go shooting up, right? So it's very understandable when people say they need time, they need to care about it enough. You know, that care factor, is changes everything because at least they're taking those baby steps from going mm-hmm. to being uncomfortable, you know uncomfortably numb in a way to being a bit comfortable about being uncomfortable you know yeah uh, um, and just going with it like taking a little step like okay i'm going to think about it because it wasn't good for me so i'm going to at least think about it and just mm. think, taking those little thought changes caring mm. is a big factor about Uh, this because you can get healers you can get coaches you can get whatever you want around you surround you but if the human person themselves does not care enough to even just start caring then the healing process or that that shift from unworthiness to worthiness it can be a bit difficult
0: yeah no exactly and i think people have to People have to be aware of that and they have to own they have to own that, don't they they have mm. to own what's happening and want to change that mm. yeah because it yeah. all starts with ourselves and like you said with that quote, um, mm. you know once you recognize something is of value or benefit to you, then mm. you need to kind of it's up to you to make mm. that choice to, to have more of that in your life isn't it like if you yeah. for example, I don't know you, you go for a run and you're like, oh, this is really great. Okay, I'm going to make this time to, you know, select X amount of time in my day to go and do that, or, you know, making pottery, or doing podcasts, or, you know, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, that's it, that's it, and it's just that once you embrace your strengths, and your gifts, and this beautiful person that you are within, this, this person who can do fantastic things, like, just by doing little things that you like, and then you know, um, just giving yourself a pat on the back is mm. where you start. So um, it, most of our lives, what happens is that we tend to believe that it's a very human thing to always find appreciation in the other. Like, okay, if this person tells I'm good, then only I'm good. Where it should be like, if this person tells I'm good, it's like they see the good within me that already exists. So mm. thank you. This person who's going to see the good in me, in me to show me that I have good within me. Like sometimes you just need somebody to show you. So, not depending on somebody to tell you, but to show you is mm. just changes the whole you know, perspective.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think like sometimes people can be doing things and always waiting, kind of like, you know, I think we've all probably done it at some point, sometime, you know, waiting mm. for that you're good at this, oh yeah, I am, you know, and then Mm. sometimes it just takes that little encouragement, doesn't it, you know, that's kind of how I think a lot of people start out, you know, when, when they, like probably chefing, for example, if somebody's wanting to be a chef and they're, you know, they're working and they get that person who is a very, very good chef who says, you know, you're really good, it kind of gives you that lift and I've had that from people I've worked with and that hospitality trade and um yeah it does give that boost but like you said we kind of have to tell ourselves we are we are good and not just wait for somebody to say you're good you know
1: yeah that's it that's it and this whole depending on others to tell you that you are great or good is it comes down to a very like this childhood place well, even school—if you just start with school—the way our schools mm. are, it's all like this whole grading system. Like you finish year one, then you go to year two, year three, grade one, grade two. It's just like you—you you just get this confirmation from an institution that you are good enough to go ahead. Yeah, I understand that there's a whole thing about learning. There's a whole knowledge acquire acquisition, things like that. Completely understand. But what what a kid who goes to school does not know this whole system, how it works. So Mm. uh, every kid is an individual too. And that can be a very deep subject in itself. But coming back to self-worth and how institutions, you know, make you feel like you are worthy based on whether you get graded and um, you go to the next class or not is all uh, very connected. I don't know about the UK or um, in Australia, you go to the next class even though you might have like low grades or something it's not dependent on your grades you just go to the next class and you go to the next class it's you don't stay in the previous class like you don't repeat right yeah that concept is not here i haven't seen it yeah no
0: it's interesting what you said about the school system because the Mm. things with the school system i just thought was like you're waiting when you're learning it's almost like you're waiting for an external appraisal from the teacher, yeah. from your mom, from your parents. Yeah. And that probably gets hardwired. So we kind of like go through life, we're doing, we're doing. Mm. I'm waiting for this appraisal to say that I'm good at this. You know, it's not happening. Obviously, if it's not happening, I'm not very good. You mm. know, it's that kind of, you know, that we wanting that, oh, you're good at this. And I think when you don't get that, you feel, oh, I'm not good at this. Then, because yeah. X, Y, yeah. Z hasn't said this. Yeah. And Yeah, with the school system here, I mean, we have, in my school, I went to, you know, normal public secondary school. Um, So we had, like, you know, middle maths, top maths, bottom maths, and people knew, um, you know, which was which was which. And Mm -hmm. it's like, if you was good in maths, you know, I was in bottom maths, wasn't very good. If you was then doing really well, they'd move you to the middle maths. Mm And you do really well in that, they'd move you to the top maths. Mm. So, uh, you know, if he was on the performing, I think that you know you'd get moved, which, you know, isn't very good for your self esteem when you think about it. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Um, yeah, so though I remember top maths, uh, top maths, top science. There was the it's for a couple of the subjects, but I think yeah. Um, yeah. some of the subjects were mixed. But you know that school school is important and we can kind of build our identity based on, mm. you know, school.
1: Mm. Totally, totally. It's a big part of our lives. It's, um, and I think with uh, over here, yes, we also have, I just rem- um, got reminded, cause I've only done year 12, the higher school certificate here in Australia. Most of my schooling was in Pakistan. And uh, over here, I remember there was uh, a band system we had bands, so if you were this good in maths, as you said, then you were like in the lower bands, or if you were this good, then you were in the higher bands, like it went to, to band four, band five. I remember that very, 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 uh, uh, like, it's like a very uh, far away memory, because I was in year 12 when I was 18, 19. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it was pretty, it was a very rushed time. It was when um, my self-worth was very low. And... Uh, it was all dependent on making my parents happy for the sacrifice I thought uh, which I mean it was a sacrifice but for me I made it very uh, big in my head as in because mm. um, luckily we, we, we didn't have uh, too much of a problem when we came to Australia uh, and now we're getting into storytelling time <laughs> as I do.
0: No it's good no it's fine.
1: So it, the reason we did move was my dad had this vision. We have five siblings. I'm the eldest of five and he had a vision for his family. So he's a very family man. He always thought about the children. The children always came into everything he wanted to do in his life. And at a very young age, he did get married and have a uh, Uh, you know children so both my parents were very young parents so when they did their lives pretty much were around how to get our children into a good stable place in their lives so they Mm. thought um, there was a time in Pakistan when all the education that was really good the higher education was private and private was extremely extremely expensive and only Mm. for the ones that could afford it and that private education uh, firstly had a very strict um, criteria for getting in so I don't know like I wasn't academically that good, either, so I I couldn't have gotten that <laughs> way. And the other way was people were bribing themselves to get into it, which was never a thing that my dad would do. And oh. the th- third thing was <laughs> the third <laughs> thing was um, he was like, even if people were graduating from the from those institutions that were affiliated with Singapore, UK, Canada, mm-hmm. whatever it was, they were not getting uh, jobs. Anyway, so the idea was back then was always in the 90s. It was all about getting the job, getting the work, getting into a career, a, a yeah. career. And, and you would not do, that wasn't happening with degrees, right? It was a very blur time. So what parents were doing was sending their one golden child abroad as they would say abroad to England or to Canada or places like that so they could Mm. be the golden child who could get educated and then you know have a good life
0: so if if they had
1: three children there would be one child who goes you know or that child (laughs) goes settles in and then brings in his little brother and that was happening so my dad was like whatever so he had this idea he said i'm going to take all my children we are all going to go on a permanent residency which is a better way to get into australia than to just come in as migrants and then try citizenship so we were very good that way like we got our citizenship in two years in 2000 and we came in 2002 and in 2004, we already had a citizenship, which is pretty cool because that's the fastest you can get if you come from Pakistan.
0: And that's yeah. because
1: my father for the four years before we came to Australia was working day and night to get that permanent residency for each and every one of us. So all of that, when I came to uh, Australia, I had this at the back of my mind that my, you know, he left a very good job. He had a very good job, that happened in the last year just before we were leaving. My mom left her ailing uh, father who had just gotten into a coma after a heart attack and wow. uh, she, put, she had to leave because all the tickets were done, everything was done and it was really hard for her to just leave him there and just come mm-hmm. here. So she was kind of like a little bit depressed because of that. And then it was the five of us. I mean, um, I was 18 going on 19, and then I had these four younger siblings and we're all like two and one years apart. So my youngest brother was about like, he was 12 or 11. So when we came here, my school time was pretty hard. It was, I went straight into year 12 and I was coming from Pakistan as a very like good life. (laughs) Uh, I used to get driven to school uh, by a driver I was pretty spoiled in that way. Like I, my beds wow. used to get made. I, I were, um even though we, we were very middle sort of middle class family, as there yeah, yeah, were a lot yeah. of class systems in Pakistan. And that's how we called ourselves, as in what class you are from, <laughs> yeah. to say that you can afford certain things. We could afford certain things, but not like my grandparents could like they were better off than my parents my parents were the hard-working ones like they were the generation that didn't you know depend on their parents for the money or things like that so yeah that's another story but what I'm trying to get at is when I was coming here I knew that my mom and dad left so much not just um, physically not just materially but also emotionally behind uh, being the eldest I just felt it so much um and Fact was that I had a like I went straight to school and I was being told by the career counselor that you need to go back to year eleven because you don't have those credits you need to have that year eleven and twelve have and yeah and it was also new for me and I was like what am I doing and the funny thing is like I I had like this I used to cry in the break time and I used to sit in the library. Just, you know, I used to just pretty much like I had this passcode that the teacher had given me and I used to use that to use the Internet and talk to my friends on MSN and tell them I'm good. I'm so good here. How are you? It was like looking at the librarian that no, I'm just working here because we were not allowed (laughs) to chat. Right. So then in the beginning, I used to cry in my breaks. Then I stopped crying. Then I used to just go on the Internet and just talk to friends and that helped me. It was like my secret thing. Um, I'd left really good friends behind someone who was also like important in my life behind. And so I used to write letters and whatnot. I was just in this world. And then my career counselor was like, repeat this. It was a very hard time in my life as an 18 year old. Um, and I had no friends because my life before this was all around friends. I had no relationship with my parents in terms of Mm. even telling them how I feel. Mm. So yeah, that was a long time ago. And that was the beginning of me in Australia. And where I stand now, I'm so um, happy that a lot shifted because of that move within me. Um, yeah. Till you don't go to, through adversity, I really believe you, you don't find you. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, there, This is just one of the many stories I went through. And I think everyone, the longer you live, uh, I think it gives you more chances to experience more of this life as Oprah Winfrey also says in most of her talks um, and um, I like how she says it's like the longer you've lived or she goes like the uh, more you've had of this life. I think the chances of facing uh, facing situations where you feel the lack of self-worth, lack of self-love, lack of just being who you are or not knowing who you are happens. Mm. Um, and I went through many phases and I'm grateful mm. for it. And people who have known me in Australia have seen me through every phase and the people mm. who stuck by are my tribe and the people I'm mm. finding now are my tribe. And then again, it comes back to uh, just to cut it down now, having the right kind of people around you. It is so important, Adam, to have mm. the right people around you. And I, I live by it. I live mm. by it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely amazing, you know, that part of your life, you know, mm-hmm. like, it, it's pretty, pretty motivating and inspiring because it's like, you know, you, your family, you know, you and your family went from a different country, different place, you didn't know anybody, you had to leave mm-hmm. people behind, you know, going through into, you know, it's just got a school system as well, a different school system, mm-hmm. you know, having to probably redo certain things. It's a lot. And I think like you said, through um, hard and difficult times, yeah. is how you kind of grow. And I think when you're in that phase and you're in that time mm-hmm. where you're going kind of going through the motions and it's difficult, yeah. you don't mm-hmm. see the other side of it, you know, when you're in it. Until like you come through it, you can kind of see how you've grown and you take from those experiences and you grow. And mm-hmm. I think like what you said, like you kind of have to have the right people around you who. Support you in what you're doing. Support you in what you've been through, and that's that's something that, like I said, I think a lot about recently as well. Like who you engage with, where your time goes, um, in all aspects, and mm. that kind of comes down. You know, that tribe of people kind of comes down to that self worth as well. Because you need to have that self self worth, you know, mm. to the point mm. where you're not going to be unhappy because you're around certain kinds of people it's mm-hmm. like you know would you hold if this if, you, if you're around negative people it's mm-hmm. like holding you know something that's very very hot and it's going to burn your hand you know would you hold on mm-hmm. to those things you know mm-hmm. no so why are you no. around those kind of people no. yeah no. no it's definitely definitely important mm-hmm. and you know when I was at school I don't go too much into it for too long but you know I was in certain groups of people Certain groups of people were kind mm. of probably the wrong kind of people. Mm. Something, tra- something traumatic had to happen to me for me to wake up and realize, mm. you know, what I was doing. But, mm. yeah, ultimately, you know, the people you're around, mm. it kind of, like you said in that clip I shared, you said the, the five people you engage with is who you kind of become.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's it. That's it. We are some of the five people that we hang out with. It's true. Uh, and not because of the internet and all of the social media and everything. Uh, those five people have other five people connected to them. It's always like that. Um, mm. So it's, it's just, uh, you know, also the, you know, how they used to say there, um, how many degrees of separations were there? Um, yeah. Five, six degrees of separation they used to say once upon a time. Like this this is space, there's six degrees of separation. Right. Means that everyone is separated. Like if you want to know, for example, if you want to know Glenn Lundy, for instance, yeah, if yeah. you didn't know him, if you didn't know him, the, the theory says that you have at least six people, six people in between to get to him. So there's always a connection to a connection to a connection to get, that gets you there. So you're never really separated from another human mm. being. But then that, that's kind of broken down now. You can just directly go into the inbox and say, hello, this is who I yeah. am. This is what I do. And yeah. do you like me? You don't like me? I'm cool yeah. with it because you don't know yeah. me. Right. So yeah. it's, it's very different. It's 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 um, that's all like um, you can just go like because people used to ask me when I used to get guests for my podcast in the beginning. Uh, older people (laughs) and they would say that um, how do you get your guests and I would say I just contact them Mm. (laughs) like how do you just contact a person who's a stamp woman in India for instance I'm like well I liked her I looked her up I went to her page I messaged her I said you like me I do like you, you know. It, I'm not saying literally like that, but yeah. it's, it's the connotation of the communication that gets you to say yes or no always starts with when the other person tells you that they appreciate what you do. So yeah. liking comes down to appreciation, and appreciation, if it's done in a way which is honest from the heart, is again showing that the person what's within them, and everybody mm-hmm. likes it to be shown right and especially people like the stunt woman that i was talking to on my podcast who told me a very interesting thing which you would be interested to know is that i asked her are you ever do you ever experience fair even now yeah. when you're starting your stunts and you know what she said she said what is fair i have never experienced fair i don't know what it is mm. she has eliminated fair from her life or she never experienced it, or she never grew into it. And she had a very good grandfather in her life. And I did study a bit about how she grew up. And what I understand is that this woman, this lady, this legend, this human being mm. is doing everything that she wants to do and also passing it on to others cause she's also a life coach. She also does hypnotherapy, which is mm. the the things she's added on to her, uh, her persona mm. and and it's lovely because she's doing it from that fairnessness, because that's what we all need. We need to stop fearing this unknown, the unknown, you know, this this unknown. Not, what is it? What is this that we're fearing? And I think the more embedded that fear is, like for me personally, I, I do have some of that in me. And I'll be honest with it. I, I don't mind being vulnerable on camera as you must have experienced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I would say today I'd still have a few things inside that I need to work at. But again, that quote I was telling you about—if people care about working towards it, if people care that yes, you know, it's something that I need to get in tune with more and more, mm-hmm. and start taking little baby steps, even though you don't know where it's going to lead you, because what 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 is fair? Like, if you look at fear as a destination of, oh my God, this will happen, then that destination kind of freaks you out because, like, I don't want that to happen, right? So, if you take mm. the destination idea away, that's one theory that I've developed. <laughs> yeah. If you take the destination idea away, then you are just going forth fearlessly without that idea of what might happen. Because yeah. that's, what, that's what sabotages you. That whole mm. visual aspect of, Ooh, uh, I don't want to be there mm. kind of thing, mm. right? Mm. So if you take that big bl- lump, that also becomes a lump in your throat every time you think about it, or that little headache mm. that gets in mm. your head because you stress about it, I'm like, oh, what if this happens? So you just take that out, yeah. right? You just go, bye, bye. And then yeah. you just go with it like, that's what I do. I just go, uh, the way I go into fair is like, okay, I don't like it and I don't want to think about it. So, what do I do? I do know that I need to take some kind of action towards taking that out, right? It just can't go away from right. my life, right? So, what do I do? So, I, I identify that that fear is there, but I don't right. let it become like this mountain giant thing that's gonna, you know, not let me even think. Because what, what happens is, why do you self-sabotage and you get into self-doubt and everything and even tell others the same, like reflect that to others and say, I don't know what's going to happen or like, I can't promise you anything. is yeah. because what happens is that you yourself are uh, dealing with that fear. So I think it's good to be honest when you are afraid of something, except that you're afraid of it but then work towards it because you realize it's not going to help you cuz 5 years mm. from now you don't want to be in that kind of a situation right then what do you do mm. trust the universe go yeah. towards it with this happy joy gratitude feeling in terms of uh, going towards solving your fear issue mm. rather than go like i have to solve it oh my god
0: no no exactly i think Fear, fear is a massive thing um, for some people, and it's it's a very very personal thing if people are experiencing fear. And I think with that stunt lady, she's probably reached a a point where she's just in a you know she trusts in what she's doing, and she's just kind of polarized, and she's she understand probably understand, you know has a better understanding of fear and realizes it doesn't you know. Doesn't she doesn't need it? And I think like fear, fear's quite a personal thing. It's different for everybody, um, but
1: yeah. it kind of goes personal.
0: back. Yeah, it goes back to you know, is it like the reptilian part of the brain? How you know, okay. fe- you know, fearing the unknown. You know, it goes back to caveman times. You know, okay. fight and flight, um, mm-hmm. and that's there. You know, within us kind of automatically and I think it's how you it's not letting your emotions override you and accepting whatever is coming up and you know if you're if you're afraid of flying you know like the more you do it the less scared you get you know I think it's the more you do something you know Um, like for example I used to fear podcasting you know I didn't do it for about two years before I initially did it because I was afraid of what people might think um, I was afraid of being judged and all these, you know, irrational things. But like when you actually step into that unknown, opportunities mm. open up. You know, you meet people. I, you know, I, I wouldn't have connected with you if I wouldn't have done podcasting things like this. So, mm. you know, on the, you know it's, it's what's on the other side of fear, isn't it? You know, there was on, what's on the other side of fear is growth, uh, new connections, mm. and all the rest of it. Um, and I remember when I had anxiety and PTSD, I used to fear going into crowded situations because my first panic attack was when I was taking my, um, GCSEs. I just, for for whatever reason, all this anxiety was triggered then. So I hated going into crowded situations. I would fear going into crowded situations. Mm -hmm. Um, and your body just goes through a whole roller of emotions. But mm. I, I would, I would, fit, I would fight it, and I would say, "Why is it? Why is this happening to me?" And that would make it worse. Mm. So, you know, through fear, you kind of have to accept it, and kind of, you know, like I said, question it, and just go through it. It's the kind of the only way, really, if yeah. you do have fear. Yeah,
1: that's true. And sure. I, I liked how you, you said that everyone has their own uh, version of belief around fear. Uh, it's not a it's not a very simple thing, is it? Is it like we? I pulled out something from my life, like kind of like touched it, and you you also explained something from your life. But that's the best we can do because uh, I always believe that um, we have to walk, walk towards uh, everything like a collective. And yeah. believe whatever topics we talk about, because uh, I also podcast and um, you also podcast. And I think I love this about you, and I've um, gone with this same idea. And it's that going towards everything like a collective, like putting our knowledge together as the little yeah. bits we you know. Some of us could be masters. Some I don't know. Some of us are experts. Some of us have just started getting into all of this, but nobody's lesser or better. Uh, than anyone else and whatever we put through is not also to judge anyone's fair or anybody's anxiety or anybody's uh, self-worth it's just whatever we are learning around the way the little bits that we have gathered to Mm. live our lives or just to affirm or just to confirm ourselves uh, to ourselves that Mm. this is a way of living that Mm. we are adopting in the present so would you like to hear about it rather than uh, putting it out there that this is how you think i think we both of us we we don't come from that space we always mm. come from the heart space and it's uh it's mm. evident it's with knowledge it's with analytics sometimes it's sometimes just a very trust the universe kind of a thing but mm. it's always from here
0: yeah no i agree and i think that's that's what people you know, we'll resonate with, that we're being genuine and we're just, you know, sharing, you know, our advice on things and our um, experiences and being ourselves rather than saying, you know, this is how you need to think, this is what you need to do, you know, that, you know, the things that we put out there, it's up to people what, you know, what they want to take from that, you know, and we'll put stuff out there and sometimes I say, this is just my opinion, you know, this is mm. not, probably not how you what well, this probably isn't what might work for you do you know what i mean it's what people take from what you do and that's the kind of you know uh, magic of podcasting isn't it you share your opinions you know connect with other people and you know it's always a pleasure to you know connect with you because i feel like we're on the same vibe and with your podcast as well i'm, I'm really happy to see you know how it's going and it's really um taken off and I'm happy you know you've got some really good podcast episodes and good connections on there
1: yes and um, I'm doing the podcasting uh, with all the support from you and all the people that have around me Um, I'm really grateful to that for that and at the same time I've started the soul coaching that I'm doing Uh, I'm also in training and also practicing at the same time I mean I'm about to start Um, and it's such a good feeling I always wanted to give more to people through my experiences or learn more about it or get into the depths of all of this. Um, So it's, it's, it's like, I think podcasting has helped me uh, believe more in, um, uh, in this way of being where you can work even deeper within your soul so that you can be there for others. Uh, Every time you hear a story, every time you listen to someone talk, every time you hear somebody's heart, Uh, heart telling them, telling you their hearts, you know, Mm. sorrow or their, their, what they've been through. I mean, a person like me would be like, now, how can we, you know, create more knowledges for people who, when now at this present moment, they're feeling that lack, you know, Mm. if that story is happening again, with someone right now, and that person is feeling alone, and they don't have a human person to talk to or cling on to or tell or not knowing a way to go So I thought, why not be a way short, but why learning to be a way short um, at the same time, and then find my own way more and more by leading others with me. So for me, it's never been about leading. It's always Mm. about taking everybody together. Like, Mm. let's go together. So it's, it's like the same with um, anything I do, I think it's, and I've realized that about myself because there are two ways you can be, um, there are many ways, but for me, it's two. One is you would want to lead and you want to be like in charge and like follow me, or you'll be like, I'm like you, I'm with you. But if you want to hang on to me, you can till you find your own way. As I said before, it comes down to the idea of healing. Firstly, in a very spiritual sense we are healed we are there's nothing wrong with us we are pure we are fine we are love we are healed as we are we are we don't need healing the concept of healing is not something that the soul recognizes but if it's our thoughts that have accumulated this whole knowledge around healing that is where we need to work at and that is where it becomes true that we do need to heal as a human recognition of what they need to do for their soul so i think in that way, it is very important for people who can be there for others to show up more and more, whether it's for your neighbor, or if it's just for your friend, or if it's in a professional capacity. I think that's the best we can do for humanity where it is now. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. No, it's really, really true. And I think you have mm. kind of really said it in a nutshell, you know, it's really, um, it's really important and mm-hmm. you know to to be there for one another and to you know the whole kind of process of what you're in you know that that general support isn't it um
1: yeah
0: you know it's like you yin are, and yang isn't it
1: you're yeah. doing that doing that too and it's amazing because um i just saw someone on linkedin who was commenting on one of your podcasts and he just said something which i can't remember clearly but he said these it's amazing right. to see how, how it was a Fairless, somebody from the Fairless program or something. And oh, was, right.
0: yeah.
1: And he says something, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how people who want to share other people's stories or share that love or that, and they don't want anything in return as such, you know, mm. that kind of a, appraisal. So so, so it, it, was, it made me think that people do think about other people doing good. Like it does push mm. them that, okay, if somebody else is doing it, and they are doing it without really, you know, having a job, job, right? So, can I not just do it as a as something that I feel too? Because I think mm. on LinkedIn especially, it's it's, a, it's still a very new thing for people to just be a podcasting person or somebody who, and saying and calling it a job, because um, it wasn't thought that till you don't earn money out of something you it's called a job, but now mm. you can be self-employed as. On, on, on LinkedIn and you can call yourself a podcasting person just because what you're giving out is energy to others so it doesn't mm. have to come back as currency you know but what your the idea is that you're 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 setting your energy free to whatever kind of abundance it brings so mm. if, at the moment if it's not coming as currency it's coming as humans beings hum, human beings attaching themselves onto you then mm. be it right? Yeah, because yeah. what we need to say to ourselves, Adam, is to say constantly that what I have is what I have and I'm grateful for it, but I cannot wait. It shows enthusiasm. It shows the excitement. I cannot wait for the expansion of it. So yeah. that's something that is going to happen. And yeah. um, that's what I see with you.
0: Oh, thank you. No, I really appreciate that. Really, really means a lot. Mm. No, it's, it's, um, and I, and I, and I see that in you and what you're doing as well, you know, like it's almost like, you know, you see that kind of gradual kind of like snowball roll effect, don't you? That person mm-hmm. and that thing that they're doing, you know, just building and creating. And I think that's the kind of magic of it, isn't it? You kind of see that, yeah. um, process yeah. almost, you know, yeah. like you think yeah. back to when we first did podcasting. To where we are now we're not the same kind of person that we were back then to where we no, are
1: now. constantly um, evolving, and, and we're attaching ourselves to other people who are too like glenn lundy and paul mm. rogers and and even musicians like that guy ku is that how you pronounce his name
0: yes yes yeah
1: yeah, yeah guy ku and he, he like all these amazing people who are just doing it anyway like as mel robbins mm. says she says do it anyway as in you don't want to go to the gym don't even think about it like because if you don't go you're gonna feel slack right so just do it just go yeah. whatever yeah. happens happens what's the worst that could happen yeah. you know you might yeah. just you know not get there in time if you're leaving late or something that's fine but at least yeah. you're doing are going towards it do it anyway right? yeah. I like that if you apply that to a lot of things I think it can be very useful for many people I'm yeah. applying that and trying to go with it yeah. uh, but it's all so, programming
0: ourselves isn't it it's like yeah that's key that, that comes into self-awareness doesn't it as well and it's like um you know it's it's much better to go try something fail mm. take from that experience and not to have yeah. tried at all you know yeah. not trying is far worse than trying and failing i would rather you know have in the past try and fail yeah. at something 100 times than not try yeah. at all you know and then mm. You gain experience through failing you know you learn about things and
1: yeah
0: um just showing up you know isn't it like just yeah. show up just show for yourself.
1: up for yourself nobody else mm. but for yourself mm. You, you, mm. You, it, and it's worthy to show up for yourself. Yeah. Um, you don't need people to be clapping for you or uh, you if that happens mm. that happens that's like a bonus but you know getting up in the morning at six o'clock or whatever it is it's for yourself and it takes time it takes time the longer you've lived <laughs> in a yeah. certain way with certain habits with certain not self-disciplining kind of ways it takes time but again yeah you need to uh, let's I think let's sum it up here, which comes down to yeah, yeah, taking that little those little steps about caring enough just mm. that 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 caring enough comes from a heart space and then it connects mm. to our neurons and then our neurons are able to reprogram better when you say mm. those I am affirmations to yourself so it all works together
0: yeah.
1: it's all very strong we are very strong human beings we just haven't mm. tapped into it
0: yes. No, I agree. That's a really good point. And I think as well, like um, it's so true. And I think, I hope people take something from this and it's been, you know, great again to, you know, talk to you and um, people can find you at uh, Instagram, isn't it? Untold Story Told, right?
1: Yeah. Untold Story Told on Instagram. Um, I'm growing myself there as a soul coach and I'll be uploading a, A challenge soon a free challenge for anyone to be a part of it it's going to be very soul warming it's going to be something very spiritually connected connected to self-love so uh look out for it i will be putting up posts about it coming soon
0: awesome that's great and i'll I'll share it for you and put it out there and yeah great
1: Mm -hmm. also on linkedin i'm trying to grow on linkedin so Yeah, uh, yeah Yes, so that's the new space. And yeah. <laughs> well, then that's there's a space up there as well, yeah. which I'm also connected to. Sorry, I'm just so connected to that space up there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with the stars and the galaxies and the universe and trusting. Yeah, the universe,
0: yeah. literally, <laughs> we're we're all well parted on. We're all, part of it, aren't we? all connected to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yes. um, but no, but but yeah, it's been great talking to you, and I look forward to you know um see That's more of your podcasts and all the best of your evening
1: thank you so much adam it's been a pleasure as usual the last time i spoke to you i was a podcast person i'm so excited about it this time i'm talking to you i'm a soul coach person person yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny because it's like this this is like oh this is who i am this is who i yeah. am every time and um we were talking about this in the beginning you were like action cut and it's just like that it's like retake 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 and i'm ready for any retakes that are to come i'm just ready for all the flow i'm ready for all the evolving and i wish everyone who's listening to this podcast today love light peace and blessings
0: Mm. that's lovely yeah no exactly and you know I think you know you have to be open to it don't you you know and I think you're open to change and new things and I think that's great I and mean, hope people take a lot from this
1: yes thank
0: you oh, you're welcome have a nice evening it's great talking you to too. you Positivity, passivity, not passivity, 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 passivity,